is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Good morning. It's Jeremiah's Morning Show featuring me, Jeremiah, and Mariel Hemingway, Melissa Yamaguchi, TV's Tim Stack, and Mike Gormley. Strap in. Here we go. Good morning. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Uh, we're in a new time slot. This is very, very cool. Uh, you know, but it's darn early. It's so darn early. <laughs> I'm not a, like my two co-hosts here. I am not, unlike my two co-hosts, I'm not a morning person. I really need a lot of uh, substances like coffee, big cups of coffee <laughs> to, to wake me up and get me going. Now, I don't want Mariel Hemingway is here. And Melissa Yamaguchi, uh, we've got some exciting news. We're in a new time slot, and I couldn't be happier to not only share this morning with you. Don't switch the dial. I know I'm gonna. It's gonna get better. Hold, hang out with us. Hang out with me. Their show for sure. You're gonna want to hang out, but you're gonna be awake a little bit more. Uh, but I'm so happy to do this with the two of you. Uh, it seems like our paths have been running parallel or head on and here we are right all these all the years that i've known you which have haven't been too many we're here together to do and bring you some really great guests uh some some great content and we hope you'll tune in every morning so i just want to say good morning good morning to you <laughs> good morning I'm melissa really well even though it's early you you're being very clear yeah. yeah i've been i've been up for 17 hours already. <laughs> <laughs> you're like my mom but you guys get up at like four or five, right? And you go out. Yeah, I know. I get up at like five, five thirty. But uh, I love mornings. I'm a morning. I love mornings. I think they're great. And your mother, who I become friends with, often sends me a picture of the sunrise. So uh, I appreciate that. You know, she does that. It goes perfect with your show. Out comes the sun coming up at eight a.m. Coming up in the next hour. Uh, but yeah, no, she sends all the three kids, my brother and sister, and I. A picture she walks down to the ocean and watches she has to be there at sunrise and so she looks at the clock you know as it changes throughout the year and she's there and i walked with her while she convinced me to get up and early and go with her <laughs> and i'm like you know what i gotta do this at least once with her and she runs towards that beach uh, she she's in like a half jog if she's a minute she has to see that sunrise around she's gonna hate me for opening the show this way and talking about her but since that sun, and then she sends a sunrise picture to all three kids every morning. I love and that. I think that's so cool. I save every one of them. I think it's to so, see all her sunrises. Well, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. My grandfather used to say, and I'm sure that he was exaggerating, he said that he saw every sunrise. I think that's an exaggeration, but 
you know, the the idea that, you know, I think our brains are really supple and ready for newness right in the morning. And sunrises are very, very powerful. In fact, we talk about it on our show. We talk about we talk about something called the seven doctors. It's something that Melissa and I worked on and I worked on with my life partner, Bobby. We, we actually wrote a book about the seven doctors, which is Dr. Sun, Dr. Air, Dr. Water, Dr. Exercise, Dr. Nutrition, Dr. Earth, and Dr. Rust. They are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a week and they're free. <laughs> so we, yeah. And I would like to add the eighth doctor, Dr. Couch, because sometimes after doing all what you just said, I need to lie down. Where does Dr. Coffee come in? Because I love Dr. Coffee. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Bobby's always like, you know, that coffee is bad. I'm like, look, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't do. I'm, Give me I'm, coffee. Just let me have coffee. Have some coffee. So I make sure it's organic. I love my coffee. I love the ritual of coffee. I think, yeah. I think there's something about coffee, yeah. in the, especially first thing in the morning. There's the smell. The oh, smell. my gosh. It's coffee uh, candles aren't they're nice, but they're not cutting it. <laughs> well, no. no, no, no coffee candles. Is there <laughs> such a thing? That's a good I, I would buy those, I think. I, I bought them. Keep me up all night, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I right now, a lot of the listeners, this is the, our new show. This is the morning show. We've got mornings with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Tim Stack has Saturdays still, and Tim Stack's going to come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Tim Stack is the great producer, comedy writer. We've got Mike Gormley, who may be one of the most iconic music managers behind the scenes, bringing you guests like Peter Asher, uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter um, from the Doobie Brothers and and uh, uh, Steely Dan. And, uh, you know, the list goes on. Oingo Boingo. He's involved with Rod Stewart and the Bengals. He launched a rush. He's been involved with Prince. The list goes on. Mike is just one of those guys that's been there forever. And his stories are always great. We've got uh, Breakfast with Birdland that I'm going to bring on my show, Birdland in New York City. I'll start interviewing. They have a late night show. We're going to be the morning show. And we're going to bring their great jazz musicians from Birdland in New York City. Uh, this is going to be hopefully a really great morning show. We're going to try our best and do our best. Right, Mary Ellen, yeah. Melissa? <laughs> it's going to be a good morning yeah, I'm, I'm already like, good morning wow. to you. Yeah, I, hold on. I got to play that song, actually, because I have a little story. That's a, that's what I think of when I think of mornings. I had a girlfriend who you would have both loved. She was very healthy. I worked at a spa, uh, a granola and all those good things. <laughs> that's not even good for anymore. All right. Granola, that's how out of out of tune I am with what's good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she would do all those things. The sun, the sunrise, the grounding, um, you know, and then in yoga. And she would wake up early. <clears throat> and sing this song. I wanted to play it for you. See if you recognize it. <laughs> you remember that song? You were just singing it, Melissa. <laughs> I, good morning to you. She would sing that. And, and the first thing in the morning when you kind of cock one eye open and you look yeah. over and you're like, what just can i sleep another minute <laughs> my whole family lives with me singing my answers to everything i sing to everything 
It doesn't matter what it is. I'm singing. So Can you I'm, sing it for us again? You sing good morning to you. Good morning to you. You're on the Jeremiah show. <laughs> Jeremiah, Mary Ellen, Melissa Yamaguchi. Yeah, we're here with you. You Woo! can't see Melissa, but she's doing the uh, Groucho Marx kind of thing or the uh, <laughs> or, or Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> You're doing uh, that little. That we got to do another thing with the Marx Brothers and talk about that for a while. Yeah, she's doing a little jig to her shoulders. It's good. It's good. This is awesome. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited that we all came together. It is kind of. It did sound like a crash landing. <laughs> we kind of we smushed together. It was like, oh my goodness, and we did. We came together, and it's just been. It's a bit kind of magical. Our 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 kind of reuniting after covid and all this nonsense because we met basically like a year before covid right yeah it was right at covid and yeah mariel it was and and what's great when we reconnected uh not much time had passed but the two of you had launched your podcast out comes the sun yeah, yeah. and mariel and, and I, we started our foundation out comes yeah. the sun. you've been you've been busy little bees since we last saw each other yeah. and here we are we're gonna we're gonna whether you like us to or not probably my show less than mariel and melissa you'll love that i mean but you may not like my show but i hope you do you uh, love it, no, <laughs> you, love it. Yeah. you no i gotta i gotta tell a story for all of you, the, your listeners um i the reason why i connected with jeremiah so much is that and i told melissa this is that you invited me to be a guest on your show however many years ago and I came on it as a get as a guest, and it was one of the most wonderful interviews that I'd ever I'd ever experienced. And I I got in touch with Melissa right afterwards. I said that was such a great conversation. It was really just this very natural conversation. And and then what I found out from you later was that you you know you really listened, and that struck me so because. You know, it's a it's a thing that my grandfather used to talk about how people, you know, learn to listen because most people never most people aren't listening, you know, because most people are thinking about what are they gonna say, you know, that whole thing. And it was so clear that I was being listened to, but our conversation was very natural and just so easy. I don't know. It it was great. And I I had a, you know, I had a little radio love affair with you in that moment. <laughs> well, our love affair is, has finally <laughs> come to fruition. We're all together. Yes. I, I love it. I'm the child. <laughs> so, Mariel, I know you always had a dream. I'm so proud of our child. <laughs> I love our child, Melissa. Uh, our radio child. That's great. Uh, Mariel, you've always dreamed of it, being a radio host, right? It's is that right? funny i have and when i was a kid i had just made one movie or something and the local radio station in ketchum idaho was like called, manhattan yeah like manhattan <laughs> that only got a million awards it was a big deal back <laughs> then. yeah it was back in the day but uh i was invited on the local radio station called catch fm because i grew up in ketchum so they called it was k-e-c-h fm ketchum uh and I was so I loved it. I think for a week I was a radio host of Catch FM or something in the morning and I loved it. And I remember thinking, gosh, if I could figure out how I could do this as a job, I think I'd be really happy. And he, and it's come full circle. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so how about you, Melissa? Did you ever 
have any ambition? No, I steered clear of radio as far as I could. I saw that it was demonic work, and I no. <laughs> I love being here. Listen, I've when I when I was a kid, I was always like in honor honor society where your grades are good, and I got kicked out repeatedly because I wouldn't shut my mouth. They'd say, well, you know, she does well on paper, but when she just can't keep her mouth shut, well, you know. Talk radio is for her. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see radio in her future. Now, I, 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 Marilyn, and I've talked about the joy of doing this because it's, 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 it's relatively easy. Learning marks and all the, 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 the protocol is something new for me, but us being together and sharing and conversing stories is Storytelling is what Mira was applauding somebody recently on one of our shows about being a storyteller. And that's what we're, that's what this is all about. And yeah, we love doing it. Well, it's something else um, that I think is a great connection and emerging of the, of the two shows, actually the four shows, but, but really you, you guys have the eight to nine slot Monday through Friday. Um, Your, your show, my show, and the other shows that IEP and work on Tim's and Mike's, they're all about, the storytelling mm-hmm. and the sharing uh, and then finding something. I'm always amazed after every interview, I, I hear something or learn something. Um, you know, I just talked to top chef um, Vitois, uh, to chef Vitois, and she taught me about Congo and growing up there and the war there and things that I didn't know about. And, you know, we're meeting and, and talking to people in over a hundred countries around the globe and we and and sharing these stories and it's i think it's always positive we don't do we don't do interviews where we bring up something salacious that's the the hot gross thing of the day that everybody's talking about and it's taking other people down we don't do that we we tell we share people's stories we listen hopefully more than we talk and we, we share the stories with everybody and i think there's some really great past shows but really i'm excited about the future doing this with you because we're out to bring up the sun right if i can borrow your that's right bring in the your, sunshine your idea of your show bring out you're the sunshine. Yeah, there's so much negativity out there it's enough already i mean you're gonna hear it if you go want somewhere to else. go go somewhere else for that because yeah, don't come here well, there's enough of that and the world is tough you know right now and but there's a lot of good in the world, right? And I think bringing light to the goodness that's happening and the good that people are doing, it's better than that. I don't know. We're all better than that, right? I mean, oh. it, you get, we all get tempted. We go, oh, that sounds what happened there. But at the end of the day, that's like junk food. And, and you know, you, I leave. The problem is in two days, nobody remembers, which is right. sad. I mean, it's horrible because you should probably remember tragic events. But, you know, it's this world of like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You know, like it moving on, moving on. Whereas good things and things that make you better are lasting. They take root in who you are. I think. I agree with you. So we hope you tune in every single morning. I've got one more question for both Melissa and Mariel before we we get to our special guest today. My special guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back a show from the past. And let me set this story up before I ask my final question. COVID just happened i mean it's march 2019 right i don't even want to go back there with you but i think was it 2019 is when it hit hard yeah 2020 i don't even want to remember that's why i'm uh, it felt like three years it felt like 2019 anyway guess who my my next guest is when the whole world shuts down 
Danny Trejo and his new cookbook. Uh, and so I don't, I can't go to the radio station to do the show. I have to become overnight my own broadcaster, record everything, and send it to my sound engineer, who is holed up, Richard Dr. D. Dugan, who's holed up uh, at the station. I'm at my office. I figure out Zoom for the very first time with Danny Trey. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> you know how long it took? I'm on mute. I'm on the, you know, this, he can hear me. I can't hear him. Really great. I love Zoom. Uh, so, in the beginning, I wanted to throw it out the window. So, in my office, he's so i get him on it took 15 minutes to figure out the audio and he's doing like a press junket so he's one he's got an interview every 15 minutes with someone around the world and he's sitting there on the couch as nice as could be i'm watching him and his assistant mike's helping me out helping me figure out the sound i get it i get it to work and then he needs it for some reason i had to wait to go to a new the new time slot because we'd run up the time but he he stayed there with me and for a second i walked out for some reason, out the back door, I had to go grab something. When I came back in, I'd locked my keys in in my office. <laughs> All right. Danny Trejo sitting on Zoom waiting for me, and I can't get into him. <laughs> I just got his audio right. Oh, my God. So so I kick in. I've never told this story to anybody, but my business partner in the office knows because I kicked in our back door. Splintered it, ruined it. But that <laughs> I, I had to get to Danny. Danny didn't even know. So I sit down. Now already flustered because i blew 15 minutes of his time zoom kicked in the back door i'm probably like literally sweating in this interview but i'm trying to break you know like everything's great hey danny <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show my heart's pounding that's what that's the interview i'm going to play for you this morning because i just thought it was such a uh well, when everything goes wrong, but you still, the show must go on, right? No matter what well, it takes. And then meanwhile, people ask him how the interview with Jeremiah went. He said, I don't know, but the guy is seductive and sultry <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Breathing heavily. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with this guy? He probably just felt sorry for me. And uh, so he, because I didn't get all my questions in, he leans over to his assistant. I can't see him off the, off the screen. And, he, and then his assistant texts me and says, Danny, we'll give you another 20 minutes after this next interview if you can come back that's how cool he is that's yeah, he's a cool guy. I work with him. He yeah. is a great human. so yeah. remind me what you, what you worked on with him I've... i probably shouldn't okay. <laughs> my best but it was the it was great working with him it was what a classy it was guy the rise of the zombies <laughs> <laughs> well the, you know his big role machete you know he's got you know big man. so i go i my i think my last question was do you have a machete he goes, he's on a, his couch. He reaches into the cushions and pulls out the machete. From the cushion. It's as big as I am. It's uh, <laughs> an incredible story. His life story is amazing. I mean, he was just a guy, like, you know, a guy hanging out on a set, and they, they invited him to be, you know, to, like, come it, on. Wow. Do something. Inmate I mean, number it, one. quite extraordinary. Yeah. And yeah. he's been so great with his celebrity. He has gone into the the neighborhoods that he's worked in. I mean, speaking of like mental health, he's like really, he's really helped people through his, his celebrity is like, he's never, there's no differentiation. I've seen him at autograph conventions and there people are lined up for miles to get uh, an autograph from him because he's so kind. He's so kind and giving and, and caring. And he really, and he makes a difference in his community, the community that he grew up in. 
he makes a difference there. That's powerful stuff. Really, it is. And he's coming to your show. He is. The mornings with Mariel and Melissa uh, in a few weeks. So to talk about his new cookbook, and I want to plug that for him real quickly. Trejo's Cantina, cocktails, snacks, and amazing non-alcoholic drinks from the heart of Hollywood. That should be good. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, So, yeah, Danny, I mean, uh, that was an example of kindness. He was talking about being present, you know, that you guys have talked about in one of your shows, past shows. Uh, Being present, he was obviously present with me because he could see the poor kid was struggling. Uh, he probably is like, what is the Jeremiah show? And how did I get on this thing? But he didn't show me <laughs> <any of> that. <laughs> He's like, he just, he showed up and he was present and he was, he had the, he knew he'd make my day by coming back and giving me the interview that I wanted. So uh, thank you, Danny Trejo. We love you here on the Jeremiah show and mornings with Mariel and Melissa and out comes the sun. Um, we're going to get to Danny in just a second. I just wanted to ask you before we go to break this is our first morning show again if you're just joining us um and you asked me jeremiah i've noticed on your podcast sites that outcomes the sun is being reposted there uh it's radio with tv tim stack is posted there and mike gormley presents why who are they and why are you doing the show with them well, first of all, I got to say, uh, if you've been listening the last few minutes, isn't it obvious why I'm doing the shows with, with Mariel and Melissa, Tim and Mike, uh, great people. And, and I think your life becomes so much better when you surround yourself with great people that aren't, that are all just working towards something so passionate. And speaking of passion, the Mariel Hemingway Foundation, uh, another quick story, I had a friend, uh, and I'm only going to talk about this because it was on Facebook in public, but reached out to me and was not at his best, uh, in his best mindset and needed some help. And no one had ever reached out to me that way before. And uh, I kind of got panicked a little bit and I immediately text Mariel. We just finished a show together, uh, uh, Mariel and Melissa and I, and I texted her and she, she got right back to me and she said, here, he's in Uganda. And she said, here is a therapist that I recommend there. That's what the Mariel Hemingway Foundation uh, is trying to do. And that's the type of person that Mariel Hemingway is. Um, I was so, I felt like I was imposing and she said, to, and I apologize that I interrupted her time. And she said to me, no, that's what I was put here on earth to do. That's what I'm here for. Um, and so I, uh, the Mariel Hemingway Foundation.org uh, is growing. And I hope you all come along and maybe help bring bring it to life in your way because it becomes this unstoppable, helpful tool around the world for people that need it. And, and as you've mentioned before, we all need it. Uh, sometimes a couple times a day, we need some encouragement. We need uh, to know that someone else is out there and that can listen. Uh, and although we are a talk show, um, we are here to listen as well. And and we, we appreciate you as listeners. Mariel, Last question for you and Melissa. Mariel, first you, uh, if I could. Why did you make this your life's work when you said that? It was so powerful to me. Why did you make your life's work helping others uh, and connecting them with people that could help? I think because I spent a lot of years uh, 
being afraid that mental illness was like a virus, <laughs> that you could actually catch it. Because I come from a family that suffered from a lot of mental illness, addiction, you know, suicides, all kinds of mental mental disabilities. And it scared me. And until I understood that the more knowledge you have and the choices that you make every day could actually change the outcome of that. Uh, when I realized that, that I had, I was the orchestrator of my own life, right? And I, I could make different choices so that I could have a different outcome. I wanted to share that with others. Now, and when I say that, again, it's very, it's very individual. You don't know what your recipe for mental health will be for you. You know, it could be very, very different from mine. I know what my recipe is. I know that, you know, the seven doctors and getting out in the sun and grounding and how, how I eat and, and whether I get enough sleep. I know the I know the pieces that make my my mental balance, my body, mind, spirit balance work. And that's specific to me. But I want to help people find theirs. Because I know what it's like to feel scared that you don't know what your life's going to end up like. And I don't fear that anymore at all. I mm. love my life. I love myself, which is bizarre. I could have never said that 20 years ago. So that's my, that's my. Oh, that's great. That's cool. That's such a great story. Melissa, bet your best friends, Mariel and you are best friends. You, you co-host the show, Outcomes of the Sun Together, um, coming up at 8 o'clock a.m. Um, why you're on the board at Merrill Hemingway Foundation. Uh, I know you have the best friend connection, but there's more to that. You, in your own right, you um, have a long list of credits that would take too long to mention here, uh, but you do, you, you, you have a calling as well. And you, the two of you with the foundation yep. really work together well on that. And why, why did you get involved I don't think it's the obvious reasons. What's the reasons personally that you chose to work on the foundation and work on the show with Mariel? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I was raised by uh, a mother who was very politically involved on for civil rights and really devoted a lot of her time outside of her teaching on her days off to help those who weren't coming to school or who were struggling in school. So my brothers and I would, grew up with kids coming into the home all the time who came in as foster kids also who my mother brought in and she always taught my brothers and me to whom much is given much is expected and so we we have a rich and healthy life um not necessarily financially but we have a rich life in that we have each other we have a lot to give and share so people were always coming into my home and we were out marching and doing campaigns and my mother was cultural director in Oklahoma. So a lot of the artists would come to our home. A lot of the musicians would come. And we I had this exposure from an early age, but also I'm the youngest of three, two older brothers. And my the middle sibling, the middle child, my brother Corey, was born deaf. And the nerves, his, his nerves never formed in his ears. And so my mother raised us that it was our job to ensure that Corey assimilated into society and was never ostracized because he merely couldn't hear. As a matter of fact, Corey would often say, I, it's not fair, I shouldn't have to do the chores. I shouldn't have to vacuum, I'm deaf. And my mother would say, I shouldn't have to do laundry. My hair's red, but here we are. And so Corey <laughs> wasn't given an out because he couldn't hear. He was, we, but my brother, Doug, my older brother and I were, were raised that 
It's our job to help Corey be a part of. So when Mariel began speaking, um, Mariel and I met through a speaking engagement. I was the MC and she was the keynote. And so we, we came we had this sort of talked about how Mariel and I and our, our inner, our world interfering and, and interacting with yours came to be, my life with Meryl came to be literally crossing on the stage um, as me introducing her as our keynote. And she, when we, when we started connecting and, and spending more time around each other, the baseline of connection truly was this understanding that we're all connected. And if you're suffering, then I am suffering. If, if your world isn't right, then I need, I, I need to do what I can within my within reason to try to help. And so when Meryl said, I believe that I would like to start a foundation. I mean, both feet jumped in. Now, sometimes I think the boots may have been led, but I jump in. I'm right there with her because I understand the value of this. And quite frankly, I've also been with her around the country and watched her speak on stage and watched the audience flood the stage afterwards, really just clamoring like seagulls at the beach, clamoring for help. And Mariel is one woman. Although she's mighty, you might think she's more than one woman. She is but one woman. And so when she had this idea to do the foundation, it made perfect sense to me. I was all in. No questions asked, hands down. What does the foundation need, if I could, uh, you know, what is what are your hopes, the two of you, uh, to do with the foundation? Because I know you have some really big dreams and and you want to bring you know you want to create a resource navigator right and that takes a lot of help so what a great town to be in and, you know if, if you want to help or be a part of the Mariel Hemingway Foundation you're a listener um call me or call them and we can get you in touch it's it's a it's good it's a movement and it's uh, a movement of the time and and is needed look at what's going on everywhere now I promised I wouldn't talk about anything um dark but through the darkness i think comes the light and we are all running towards the light uh and that every morning 8 a.m to 9 be here and listen to mariel hemingway and melissa yamaguchi their podcast is out comes the sun it's out comes the sun radio and the show is mornings with mariel and melissa you don't need to remember that if you just tune in, you'll get it. <laughs> Thank you both for doing this with me. And to Tim Stack, Mike Gormley, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And thanks for letting us into your cars. I mean, you're stuck on the 101 anyway. So you might as well smile and have some fun with us. Um, and thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. And we'll be right back with <laughs> Danny Trejo. And stay tuned at 8 o'clock. Mariel and Melissa will be back with Mornings with Mariel and Melissa. Happy listening. We'll talk to you soon. See you on the other side. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. 
Daddy, and that's not, I, I mean, you've done, you've, you've made over 300 movies, if, if I'm correct. Uh, you've got seven restaurants, you, you counsel, you, you're, you're constantly helping people, you're doing interviews, you're doing movies, you're doing TV, you're doing everything. Um, does it fuel you? Does it give you, where do you find the energy uh, to do what you do? You know, a, a, a busy man has time to do everything. And I got to say, when I got out of prison, everything was like new and exciting. And oh, my God. Now, Mario Castillo, my assistant, he's working with uh, lifers right now because we got my cousin Gilbert out of out of the pen. He got sentenced when he was 16 years old. And and through Jerry Brown, through Senator Bell, through. Uh, uh, oh, man. Scott Butnick, through these guys that are angels, we actually uh, got him out of prison. He had done 38 years. And from the time he was 17 to the time he was, he was 52, I think, 53, he was in prison. Oh, wow. So All his life. This is like crazy, you know what I mean? And, and uh, Department of Corrections didn't want to let him out because that sets a precedent that young people that were sentenced to life in prison can't get out. And... And so they wouldn't even let him out of the pen. They, they dropped him off on the highway. That's where we picked him up because they didn't want anybody seeing him get out of prison. And, uh, and so right now there's over 4,000 young kids that were sentenced as, as juveniles that are 55, 56 years old that are just coming out. So Mario and myself, we, we're working with them. You know, in fact, yesterday... We went cruising down on Van Nuys Boulevard, and I can't have that many people rushing me, so they were my security. And I kept telling them, now look, you guys, don't try to be a bully, and don't, oh, are you kidding? Somebody's done 38 years in prison, all they gotta do is look at people, and they, they gotta look like, hey, I'll kill you, and I'll go kill the guy that dry cleans your clothes, and that's when they're smiling. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, well, I gotta admit, I was a little scared of you until I started talking. <laughs> nobody like even approached me. Hey, can we talk to him? Yeah. So, so like I said, it's like everything good that's happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I got a documentary coming out. I got you know that the, the cookbook coming out that started helping. I got a a record label called Trails Music, and it's got Chicano Soul Shop Volume One that we dropped, and now we got. Baby Bash and Tara New, my singer, who just dropped a, a record called Satisfy My Soul, killing it. Beautiful. I got, we got to put that music in the show. We'll do, do it. it. And, and, yeah. uh, and then uh, it's funny because uh, this friend of mine, uh, Daniel, uh, he, uh, he, he was helping this little fighter and said, man, we need somebody to sponsor her because she's supposed to go down to Mexico and fight. And I said, okay, I'll sponsor So I, I sponsor her and put up a little money and and she wore my logo on her shorts, you know, my, my this yeah, logo. Yeah. So when she took off her robe and all the Mexicans down there seeing the logo, they started, Treo, Treo. You would have thought I was fighting, you know what I mean? And her name is Sinisa Estrada, 108 pounds, won the WBC world title down in Mexico. Then this last Canelo fight, she won the WBA stole the show her and this, this little girl from venezuela just fought right and uh and the rest of the fights were boring i mean literally you know and uh and oscar de la hoya he 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 can't put her as a main event right because because but they 
She always steals the show. She's 108 pounds. Boxing She'll have a main event. You'll have a main event, and they'll always steal the show. You know, so. Oh, that's great. So you can find interesting things that you're doing. Um, well, let me. So, but you, when you, you you were a drug counselor, that led to your first movie role. Or had you always planned on becoming a huge Hollywood star, or did it just fall into it? From, you know, you got to remember, I'm one of them guys that wasn't sure I'd make it through the '60s. You know what I mean? And, and, and nobody thought I'd make it through. And then I went to the pen in 65. You know, with my attitude, I wasn't coming out alive. You know, so so uh, you know, I've been on God's time since I got out of the pen, 1969. And then the movie industry, I, you know, they do a thing called extras. And, and, and you get in 65, I mean, 85, you got... 50 bucks cash. So hell, I'll do that. You know what I mean? What do I got to do? Stand here. You know? So, so, uh, so one night on a, on a film called uh, Runaway Train, I was helping this kid working with him. Uh, he was trying to stay clean. And I run into a guy named Eddie Bunker that, God, I'd known since 62. I bought a robbery. Me and my uncle bought a robbery from him, a poker game in the Valley that he, he used to, Eddie Bunker used to, uh, uh, what do you call it, plan robberies. And he'd sell them to guys getting out of the joint and help them out a little. And uh, and uh, uh, he sold us this robbery in, in the valley of a poker game. And uh, that's where I first met him. Then I ran into him again in San Quentin. He was a, a writ writer. You know, he wrote writs, so he's really yeah. famous, right? And, and then... Uh, when I was on runaway train, he trail. What's up? He goes, hey, what's up? He says, he says, Hey, Danny, are you still boxing? He saw me win the lightweight, the welterweight title up in San Quentin. I said, No, man, I'm forty years old. I was, look at my face. Are you crazy? I don't fight no more. He said, We need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. And I said, What's it pay? Because I'm getting fifty bucks, right? Right. And uh, he says three hundred and twenty dollars. I just, I'll bet you that was the start of my career. Wow. Uh, everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo, he says, is a direct result of helping someone else. Everything. Uh, we are going to take one more break, Danny. If you guys could just keep you a couple more minutes when we come back, I want to ask you one last question. We're talking with Danny Trejo, the great Danny Trejo. What an wow. amazing life. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos and amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. You can order takeout or delivery. Trejo's Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and Westside locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. Trejo'sTacos.com Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number 1, The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. 
Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay Safe with Trejo. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, The Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. We're back with the Jeremiah Show. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else, and uh, I, I'm a testament to that. I don't know, Danny, if you know how this came about that I had the honor of, of, of your presence and your interview today, but uh, a good friend of mine, Doug Elder, out in Chicago, Dojo Creative, uh, did an event with you. Um, uh, and uh, a charity event. You did a charity event for him. And, and I said, oh man, I'd love to talk to Danny. And he, he connected us. So uh, again, something good that you did. It came to, uh, for me, we get to talk to you and we get to learn a little bit more about you. Um, so much that we could talk to you about, but I just wanted to ask you one last question because I know you've had a long day of interviews. Um, everybody, everybody out there is on their own, own journey, right? In, in life. And I'm wondering what, you know, if you could sum it up, what is what is your journey? What has it been about? Uh, I think one of my journeys, I thought, <clears throat> you know, I got into the movie business. I was trying to figure out why, you know, why? And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it doesn't even matter. It's like, give me a, a hell of a platform to to, 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 to to talk about not using drugs, about, about uh, staying clean, staying sober, about... Uh, helping the animals, about helping each other. And so uh, it, it was funny, but uh, I, like I see actors that get tired of signing autographs and taking pictures. And every morning I wake up, man, I say, well, dear Heavenly Father, let me sign every autograph. Let me take every picture. Because what a blessing it is to be able to make somebody's day with, yeah. a, with a picture or an autograph, 20, 20, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you know. And, uh, and then to be able to say, God bless you. You know, so they know where that's coming from. Because, you know, <clears throat> people didn't ask me for, for autographs in prison, you know, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't even want to say hi. They didn't want to get close to me. And, and before I went to prison, I wasn't like the nicest person in the world, you know. And so, so this is like, to, to, it's not what, what I've done. It's what God's done with me. And that's my journey. You know, my journey is to get through this with... Uh, People knowing that I was a good parent, you know, and good dad, and uh, and uh, and that I, you know, I would help anybody anytime, you know. Danny, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's really neat that you have that perspective and that you, you know, that you realize the power that you can do. And I wonder how many countless people you've helped, and you'll help even now on this show that are listening out there that are maybe in trouble or, you know, going down the wrong road and, and they hear you, you know, somebody that they look up to. I mean, do you, do you have any idea how, how many thousands and thousands of people you've helped? And, you know, I've been, I've been all over, over the world and, and inevitably it's usually 
Somebody you're 25, 26, 27, will come over and say, hey, I, I heard you talk in juvenile hall. And you don't know how that how that feels when they say, man, I, I, I saw what you said, like previews of coming attractions, you know, and I didn't want that, you know. And, uh, and it's like such a blessing for me, you know, to be able to, to be part of somebody's life. You, uh, you've had an incredible life and you have an incredible story. We're talking with Danny Trejo. Uh, you know, Trejo's Tacos in L.A. is an actor you all know. And we'll be right back after this quick break. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos. And amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. You can order takeout or delivery. Trejo's Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and Westside locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. Trejo'sTacos.com. Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number 1, The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay Safe with Trejo. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else, and uh, I, I'm a testament to that. Virus or whatever we've been fighting, you know, it's basically, I think Mother Nature just got mad at us for screwing up the planet, yeah. sending all to our rooms. You know, <laughs> for the time out. Time out, you, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, you know, but it gives us time to like really think, wait a minute, man, you know, it's like our oceans are cleaner already, our air is cleaner, our lakes, are, you know, just because people had to stay in their room for a while. I have a friend who lives in uh, Oahu, and she says the Waikiki beaches that nobody can go there. Animals are coming, you know, fish and wildlife's coming out of the forest and, and down to the shore, and she can't, they can't believe how, how crazy that is. Uh, and I forgot I would be in trouble. I'm so glad you said that about Mother Nature, um, because she asked me to ask you, what, what's the tattoo on your chest? Do you mind telling? And if I would have forgot, I would have been in trouble. So I'm so glad. On my chest. Yeah. It's a Mexican lady with a big sombrero, what they call charra. She fought with Pancho Villa. They carried the dynamite and the, you know, the, here, carry the dynamite. <laughs> Again. <I love> <laughs> Again, the women, the women got the job you know I me mean? clean the house and carry the dynamite oh, <laughs> that's not me saying that that's don't write letters i don't believe it i never let you carry dynamite 
You don't have a machete in your couch there behind you, do you? <laughs> no, but we've got them all over the house. <laughs> hey, I, I'll tell you what, Danny. For my birthday, my wife actually gave me, as a gift, a machete. Awesome. <laughs> if I see you, I'll sign it. I wish I would have bought stock in machetes. I've signed thousands of them. Oh, oh wow. no kidding. I bet, I bet that. I was in a club. Listen, I was in a club, and uh, this guy comes and says, will you sign my machete, right? And so I said, okay. So, so yes, we have one. <laughs> I love it. That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a machete. That's, that's a serious machete. Space shuttle or one of those, one of them. You know, so, you know, oh, uh, Dr. Z, does your, does your machete look that like that one? Uh, no, actually, I think mine's a little smaller because it fits in my toolbox. So it's not full size. <laughs> I don't think that's a machete then. <laughs> okay. Well, mine's a knife. His is a machete. <laughs> Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo, he says, is a direct result of helping someone else. <laughs> Everything. Uh, we are going to take one more break, Danny. If you guys could just keep you a couple more minutes when we come back, I want to ask you one last question. We're talking with Danny Trejo, the great Danny Trejo. What an amazing life. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos and amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. You can order takeout or delivery. Trejo's Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and Westside locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. Trejo'sTacos.com Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number 1, The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay Safe with Trejo. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else, and uh, I get, I'm a testament to that. Danny, yeah. one thing. I watched a series on Netflix uh, with my wife this weekend, this past weekend. It was called Rectify, about a guy who was on death row for 20 years. DNA found that he was not the killer or rapist, and they told this long four-season story about the family and the whole thing. And the one thing that struck me about him was he sought no revenge against any of the people, but his family and friends, especially his sister. Oh, my God. They wanted blood. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And he really had to tell him, look, this is my situation. Uh, what about you? Uh, did you ever feel that way in prison and getting out? No. You know what? When prison was different. When I, in 1968... When I turned it over, when I just, when I said, let me die with dignity, it was like, it was like, I realized if after this chance, I, I no longer have the right to get mad. 
You know, look at me. I'm I'm alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I no longer have the chance. I you know, like I see people get upset and stuff like why? Wait a minute, man. I don't if you look at I know this is gonna sound awful, but the bottom line to an argument is a murder. Okay? Yeah. That's the bottom line. So when when people start arguing, my mind says, is this worth killing them? No, you know, so they, they leave me alone. Yeah. You know, so I don't I try not to argue. Yeah. There's no, there's no point in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny, we're going to let you go. I want you to final words. Give us some optimism for all this this pandemic, all these people at home. Give us some final words here to go out on that. Danny Trejo's positive. It's better to shoot for the moon and miss than aim for the gutter and make it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, my friend, so much for doing this. Thank you for giving me a second chance here with our technology. Everybody in my restaurant has been given a second chance. Everybody that works there, they're all second chancers. So I'm glad you said that. And let me say this. You're listening to the Jeremiah Show. Keep listening or I'll come looking for you. (laughs) (laughs) With that big machete. There you go. (laughs) All right. I'm going to let that be the end. Listen more, communicate, and evolve. Everybody have a great week. Thank you, Danny Trejo. Hi, this is comedian Maz Jobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify, The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a good man. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.